Welcome to Unwritten Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas and we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode. Ideas now come in strawberry flavor. <laughs> strawberry flavor. Interesting, interesting. Now, how exactly do we taste these ideas? Synesthesia. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Yes. There you go. Although that would be more of an idea than a synesthesia, wouldn't it? Why? Because synesthesia is the mapping of a sense onto another sense, where the idea is more of a mapping of an idea onto another sense. It could be that the sound of our voices now tastes like strawberry. Now that's actually possible with synesthesia, yes. Although that wouldn't be a now coming in strawberry flavor, that would be a, it already came in strawberry flavor for whoever that applies for. No, no, we we're gonna we're gonna have to like edit it so it sounds like strawberry. <laughs> that doesn't actually make sense because each person has an individual <laughs> mapping. No, no, like you have to put you put the sound through a filter <laughs> to make it come out strawberry. <laughs> Okay. I, I understand that, but the filter that, that would make that happen is different for everybody. Okay, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> oh, okay, so we're just gonna stick... We're just gonna stick a new filter on to each person for whom the synesthesia could possibly make our voices taste like strawberry just to do that. No, just for my voice, that's fine. <laughs> oh, okay. That's fine, then. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> that doesn't change it, by the way. Okay, okay, just move on and introduce yourself. <laughs> okay. Hi, I'm Atheo, author of Rune and Metagame on Royal Road, and a number of other things under other names. And say a fun fact about yourself. <laughs> what counts as a fun fact? Um, what did we do last time? I don't remember. Um, oh no. We did Myers-Briggs personality type before that. I don't um, think I ever said mine. I think I actually avoided saying mine. No, you said you did. We all, all, all three of us did. You don't remember. Anyway, I, I don't um, remember. What's your favorite color? Uh, midnight purple, but like slightly darker than midnight purple. It's like halfway between midnight purple and black Russian. Oddly specific. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Eunice. I write uh, Fantasia and Eternal Source. Uh, my favorite color is just dark purple. It doesn't have to be like that a specific shade that's halfway <laughs> between two other shades. Look, it's just like a very dark, dark purple. You can barely tell that it's purple at all. Like you need you need other things that are like brighter colors so that you can tell that it's purple. Oh yeah, I get you. Okay. This week, as far as I'm aware, it's one of yours. Yes, it's my idea. So, uh, this is just like a little fragment, not, not a whole world that I've invented. Because we're running out of those, and also we wasted a lot of the good ones on uh, tryout episodes that we scrapped. <laughs> I mean, if you really want, we could redo those, but... It's it's not the same. It's not the same. We already did them. As we've already discussed, we can do any idea differently than that idea has been done before. No, but like, redoing other people's ideas isn't the same as redoing your own idea. That's like a lot of Look, redoing. Look, I've redone my ideas so many times. 
Okay, if I get really desperate, we can do that. I'm I currently have... in rewrite uh, number three of, of metagames, so, you know, oh, obviously. Good, good times. So, the premise of this idea is that there is a uh, really bored god who goes around and uh, finds interesting mortals and makes them immortal. Immortal and eternally youthful, or just immortal? And immortal as in can't die, or immortal as in doesn't age? Um, depends on how much he likes you. Oh, I see. He's a very, like, capricious god. If uh, you get boring, you start aging again. I see. <laughs> That's an interesting way for that to go. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Literally, it's like a god where it's like, that person, like, if they had, like, a hundred more years to, like, do whatever they're doing, like, it would turn out, like, pretty cool. I want to see what happens. And then just lets them live for that long so that they can fulfill their potential or whatever. Now, the real question is, does this a capricious immortality-granting god, do they want good things to happen or do they just want lots of things to happen? Probably interesting things to happen. So they don't necessarily need to be good things that are happening here. No. Alright, alright. I like (laughs) that. Now, do we essentially want to make it reality as we know it, plus these just random immortals that show up if they're interesting? Um, I mean, I generally write in some sort of fantasy setting, but... I I mean, urban fantasy is still fantasy. Like, I like to write in high fantasy settings, mainly so that I don't have to, like, research, like, real-world locations to make them seem accurate. (laughs) Well, you could could essentially make, like, an alternate world, and then just name it something silly. That's true. Like, maybe it's essentially the modern modern world, except on a planet known as Terra instead. (laughs) Okay. If you want. I'm not uh, actually kidding. Um, welcome to uh, Urban yeah. Fantasy. <laughs> Why bother? Okay. I guess if the only magic were that some people randomly became immortal, then it would become more of a interesting psychological, philosophical story in terms of like it has to be... I thought that it would be interesting to go in more of like a political machinations direction. I mean, yeah, like, because this, like, this idea really is just, like, this random mechanism. It doesn't really have to do with the god. Like, the god is kind of just, like, a an asshole <laughs> who's bored and has way too much power. Um, so, the embodiment like, of chaotic neutral. Yeah, so, like, this story could go in literally any direction, depending on who you wanted to make immortal. <laughs> See, if... If I was in charge of this, I think that the most interesting way that the that this um, immortal-making god can go is that they choose people who are going to have the greatest effect on what's about to happen and then, like, making them immortal. So, like, you make somebody immortal right before they become, like, a politically powerful figure and then, like, let's say they're, that, uh, they're part of, like, a... I'm forgetting the word, but... I, I'm getting the replacement genealogical mar- monarchy. I mean, like a like a familial uh, monarchy, one that's passed down when when the person dies. 
Wait, are there other types of ruling systems where that's it's still called a monarchy, but it's not through blood? I mean, you could probably create one. That doesn't necessarily mean that one has existed in the past. I mean, isn't that in the definition of monarchy? <laughs> I don't think so. Monarchy would just be... I'm just looking it up. Yeah, no, monarchy is just with a monarch at its head, so... I mean, that's that's fine. That's authority for life or until abdication. Okay, So, like, you I could see. have a... You could have an elected monarch, and you just elect them, and then they're the monarch until they die. <laughs> I see. That's interesting. Huh. I would have thought that uh, the hereditary part was baked into the definition, but... Hereditary, that's the word. <laughs> Genealogical, you're so weird. Okay. Look, I forget a word, I remember a word that's fairly close... <laughs> But, like, you know, less commonly used. <laughs> exactly. Come on, why would I forget the uncommonly used word? Those are obviously more important. Sorry, what, what were you saying? <laughs> well, where I was going with that was essentially, like, somebody's about to become the monarch, either by appointment or election or just because they're about to inherit it. And, I don't know, maybe they're a bit of a nut job and want to start a bunch of wars. So the, uh... So the god over here is just like, hmm, wouldn't it be cool if they were immortal? And then they just stuck around being a disaster. I mean, like, I guess, but like, honestly, if I were an immortal god, like, I would find war to be so repetitive. <laughs> well, I mean, war itself is fairly repetitive. That's what people do. They just, like, kill each other. Like, yeah, but, like, the stories that you get. Plus, he could just be, he or she could just be on the front on the front lines of it and just watching the individual stories of it instead of uh, the big story of it. Like, the big story of it, repetitive, boring. The little stories of it, interesting. Like, the way I, I see it is that the god doesn't really, like, he, I'm calling it a he because, you know, I've, I've internalized the patriarchy. Um, <laughs> Just use they. They. Um, like, they're not really... They're Yeah, like, they're really interested in, like, interesting individuals. So, like, the only reason, for instance, they would, like, provoke a war would be to be like, well, I just want to see, like, it brings out heroic actions and also, like, you know, really... Monstrous really ones. Monstrous ones. And, like, I just want to see that. But, like, they wouldn't necessarily grant someone immortality to do that. Because, like, like, you don't need immortals to provoke war. Like, you don't need to do anything to provoke no, war. No, but sticking, but sticking an immortal in power who then thinks that uh, that makes the people under them immortal. And then you make random people under them immortal as they're, as they're starting the war and then take it away later. Okay, sure. That might be a little bit more uh, intervention than you thought. Like, I would, I would want the story to be about, like, the interesting individuals who get made immortal because they're interesting rather than because they help facilitate interesting people being revealed. <laughs> hey, I mean, you've got two parts here, right? If you reveal the interesting people and then make them immortal. Okay, sure. 
But I wouldn't want to start the story with, like, all of this random manipulation. Like, I would want to start the story with, like, somebody's got made immortal. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> because they're interesting. Okay. No, no, no. What I was going with that was that this is just what's going on in the background, not... Oh, okay. I see. What we're necessarily following. That's the rest of that sentence. <laughs> because cause honestly, like, when someone gets made immortal because they might be interesting in a few hundred years, like, honestly, you, you just want to skip a few hundred years ahead <laughs> to when they're interesting. Or if you have uh, somebody who's fairly interesting now, and then you just make them immortal to see how they continue to uh, be interesting. So, like, if you stick a Da Vinci XP in, in there and then make them immortal, you know, they might stick around for, for uh, quite a while. Yeah, that's true. You know, because there's different types of people who might become interesting. There's people who are like, you're a great artist slash inventor. Like, if I just give you a lifespan that would match your talent, it would, like, be beautiful or whatever. And then there's, you know, like, people where they're like, you seem boring right now, but, like, if I gave you a few hundred years. <laughs> I don't really think that that second one is all that likely. Well, like... I mean, unless you're talking about people who are... Because, like, a big part that's ke- that keeps people from being interesting is that, like, they need to just, like, survive. So, really, when you're giving immortality to make somebody become interesting, what you're talking about is giving somebody the means to outlast requiring to work for survival and instead working for their interests. So... I mean, a lot of the time, you would just be better off giving that person money, but... (laughs) Well, what if the only thing you can do as a god is to make people immortal? (laughs) That would also work over time, most of the time, eventually, assuming that they don't have a family and, like, aren't giving a ton of money to them. It's very... It's fine. Their family's gonna die. (laughs) Eventually, yeah. (laughs) So, (laughs) there you go. Ah, yes, the perfect plan. <laughs> oh my god. See, this, like, kind of rips off another theoretical situation where I was like, what if you were a god that you could only smite things? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am well aware of that one. Uh- <laughs> um, yeah, but what if you were a god and the only thing you can do is make people immortal? <laughs> Well, then you gotta make people immortal. And I assume they also have the power to summon popcorn. Um. (laughs) Yeah, you know. They probably can get someone to give them popcorn. (laughs) Oh, okay. They just make somebody immortal to act as their eternal servant. And like 80% of what they do is just giving them popcorn. Well, you you know, like maybe it's a supremely talented chef that the the god just can't. Just like, I need to have your food forever. (laughs) I see, I see. And then and then they invent popcorn, and they're like... And the god just really likes it. And the chef is like, really? Out of, like, all of the things I've ever made. <laughs> Inventing popcorn is, is pretty much... As soon as there's corn, somebody invents popcorn. I don't know, they threw butter on it. Like, a long time ago. And, like, they're, they're coming up with, like, new foods. But, like, the god just likes popcorn, and... The chef is very offended. (laughs) I see. (laughs) 
worth being offended, I would say. <laughs> I put all this work in, and all you want is this? Yeah, like, this chef, shall we say, like, was at, like, almost the beginning of mankind when they first, like, cultivated corn. <laughs> and since then... Corn actually is more reason than that, but, yeah. Yeah. And, and since then, the god just prefers nothing else. <laughs> I see. Well, I mean, I, I was thinking popcorn in the sense that, like, they, they take it to watch the show, but, you know... Yes. If they're just always snacking on popcorn, like, permanently. <laughs> I just I just took it to the extreme, because I like doing that. <laughs> I, I can't say that the extreme makes sense to me, but that's fine. Alright, so we've got this world where particularly interesting people get made immortal, and then occasionally just, like, some random schmuck gets made immortal and then becomes interesting later. Uh, mm-hmm. Although that wouldn't be, like, probably super common, because it's hard to tell. Um... <laughs> Well, maybe the god can, like, see people's potential. Like, the god can, like, look into someone's future and see what they'd be like if they lived a few hundred years. I suppose that makes sense, and that does expand their powers a little bit, so, you know. Makes them seem more godlike than just being able to make random people immortal. Like, they're all knowing. They're just not all powerful. (laughs) I see, I see. Yes, just like the the smitey god. <laughs> oh man, okay. Because obviously, if you want this to be like commercially successful, you need the god to like take someone who seems very ordinary and then make them immortal, and they become really cool and extraordinary. Because a lot of readers will relate to that. <laughs> I can't say that that makes a whole lot of sense to me, but as we've discovered, that that. If it doesn't make sense to me, it probably makes sense to most people. If it doesn't make sense to you, it will be commercially successful. Yep, exactly. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Look, I don't Um, hide it. I'm just disappointed by it. So, who do we want to make immortal? (laughs) Well, I mean, you've got to have a few, essentially, philosopher-style people. Like that guy in Greek who in Greece who uh, came up with the idea of atoms and had a bunch of other works, and then uh, Socrates essentially said, "No, you're wrong," and then Socrates was wrong. <laughs> mm. okay. You make that guy immortal, but not Socrates. Leave him to question why everything is the way it is until all of a sudden it turns out that he actually had the right idea. You know, four hundred years ago. You know, so you essentially make a few people immortal just to intentionally get them vindicated by history yeah like i think what am i trying to say like people who have like talents like that like physicists and other type you know like people who would make advancements in science and technology like they would be kept alive for a while until they kind of like reach the end of their discoveries, if that makes sense. And and then the god would get bored and let them die. <laughs> I see. Because, you know, like, the god's not a good person. Just, like, you just gotta be interesting. You gotta just stay interesting. Like, that's the only thing you can do. Yeah, I mean, that is an option. But you could also just, like, leave them around. Okay, does... I guess the question is... 
does this god have a limit on the number of people that they can keep immortal? Or do they just, like, de-immortal people because they got boring? There probably is, like, an upper limit on how many. But, like, it probably wouldn't reach, like... I don't think the god would reach that many. Because, honestly, like, they're only interested in observing them. So, like... If there's too many, then they can't even watch them all. <laughs> I see. You gotta make them capricious. It's gotta be like, really, really like, oh my god, this guy's the god. <laughs> as soon as somebody's not interesting, like, or as soon as they hit their most interesting point, they lose their immortality. Wait, it was Plato, not Socrates. Or it might have been Aristotle. But like, actually, that makes sense. Aristotle is the one who is always wrong. I'm sorry, that was just on my mind. It wasn't Socrates, it's, it's Aristotle who's always wrong. Anyways, mm-hmm. moving back to where we were. <laughs> um, okay, so if they're really capricious and they just take away people's immortality as soon as they've stopped being, like, as soon as they've gotten to the point that the, uh, that the god wants them to, then pretty much what we're dealing with is a bunch of people who are immortal, who do a bunch of stuff, and then do, like, one really, really cool thing, and then they just die. <laughs> Well, no, no, no. Like, it's, it's not just once you reach the peak of your interest. It's, like, once you're truly no longer interested. Oh, okay. So it's not just, like... But it's, like, for instance, like, at the end of his career, like, Einstein facing quantum mechanics seemed to, like, not go there. He just couldn't get with the quantum mechanics. <laughs> well, that was an issue of faith running into science and then, like, the science not being, like, super clear and then, like... Yeah, it was it was pretty complicated, um, just in general. But I mean, it ma- it makes sense why he wouldn't think that that was the case, especially when you realize that like the main quote is the God does not play dice with the universe. Yeah, but then the God would be like, "Well, this guy has reached the end of his potential. I'm just gonna let him age." <laughs> that's that's my example of like oh, what, okay. what it would take to. Make, to be less, like, not interesting anymore. If you're, you're just, well, you're the, not there doing... is the other half of keeping them around um, so that they feel despair as they're proven wrong. Well, the god's not sadistic. I... I disagree. <laughs> well, like, he doesn't, he doesn't find existential despair interesting. That's just... That's common. <laughs> Excuse me. Existential despair is very interesting, especially when it's coming from somebody who hasn't felt much of it before. No, it's still it's still common. Like, do you know how many like geniuses that have fallen into ex- existential despair that this god has seen through the years? <laughs> yeah, so you gotta push that despair lower. Come on, gotta keep setting new records. <laughs> okay, no, 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 we're not se- we're not setting this up to be like, and then he set up an even greater fall into despair. <laughs> Why not? Because that's what will be commercially successful and also it's mean. <laughs> look. Look. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. Okay. It's mainly because it's mean. It's not like... Yeah. I don't write things just because they're commercially successful, but I, I do have like a an audience for the things I write. Which falls into the category of, like, nerdy wish fulfillment. Hey, plenty of people read despair porn. 
I mean, I don't necessarily understand those people, but they exist. Really? Yes. What? Like, do they read a lot of it? Yeah. Like, isn't that depressing? I don't know. I stopped reading anything that falls into that uh, category well before it happens. I did not realize that you could put the words despair and porn together and make a cohesive meaning. <laughs> it is it is an accepted meaning actually. Yeah. It's usually it's usually uh said as misery porn. <laughs> I I did the word thing again. <laughs> I'm not going to google it because you know how much I regret googling things. I do actually. <laughs> yes. Moving back along. Anyway, so our main character, um, how are they in particular going to be interesting? Um, they are, I don't know, they have to have a hidden talent that'll take a few few centuries to, to come out. <laughs> I mean, anybody could train at anything for a few centuries and become one of the best in the world. Like, Yes, but, you know, there's always like that intersection between hard work and talent that's hard to define um but this person has it okay i don't know what it is it yeah whatever it is in this case all right the the god already has enough like flawless artists and and athletes and and painters and singers and stuff like that it has to be something else i mean Um, flawless is kind of the issue there isn't it you want somebody who is flawed, but, like, who who uses that flaw or creates a new offshoot of whatever they're dealing with because it doesn't fit them, you know? Like, I, I have a feeling that there's a couple of artists in there that, like, they, they've literally, they can't improve anymore. So, like, in a sense, their work has become maybe boring but like when you look at it it's just so beautiful that you're like still still worth keeping around <laughs> i'm i'm not thinking of anything that doesn't uh essentially lead back to the to the sadism again okay no don't throw them into despair they're they're fine they've reached they've reached they've transcended <laughs> mhm anyways yeah so this person is is being made immortal because they're flawed. Wait, 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 wait. Or they could just be, like, being made immortal as to be a historian. <laughs> Which would be very funny. Why does the god need a historian? The god doesn't, like, like they don't. But the people around benefit from an immortal historian pretty heavily. Why does the god care? Because that makes the people more interesting. Does it? I would assume as much. Like, if you know more about history, does that make you more likely to be interesting? It makes you more likely to be successful. Which, I mean, you've pretty much defined interesting as successful. So... Just because I don't want people falling into the pits of despair and just, like, killing each other doesn't mean... (laughs) I didn't say killing each other. I said searching for a way to kill themselves while immortal. That's mean. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh no, let's in okay, we're not making this story a, a quest of an immortal person to kill themselves. That's been done many times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was just I was just talking about them going on in the background. Anyway, we keep getting off track on this one. <laughs> well, well it's because it's not well defined enough, okay? <laughs> I'm I mean, that's fine. So, our main character, what do you want them to be good at? Like because of the flaws or whatever and um I don't know. Like, what what things do I value that people are good at? I uh, haven't been able to figure that one out yet, mm. actually. The things you value that other people are good at. I just like weird people. I like people who are literally very extreme on, on the normal curve. <laughs> in the good direction, though. Not in the bad direction, because, you know, in that way lies death. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mmm, no. I don't know. What? This is, now I'm having an existential crisis. Look what you did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what I'm here for. Oh. Causing existential crises. <laughs> this, is, this is why you're not commercially successful. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, okay. I kind of want to go somewhere a little bit strange. Like, um, maybe they're one of those, like, creators who just, like, absolutely refuses to give up any creative control over their work but like as they do it they get like this ridiculously high quality product for no reason so um this god makes them immortal and let's say let's say like they're i don't know an animator i guess it's fairly new so the god's just looking for people who are pretty good at it so they choose our main character who's an animator who's just ridiculously controlling about their own work because they want it to be super high quality and then they essentially spend like 200 years like not like 200 years but like they essentially spend like 50 to 60 years creating a single product and then they put it out into the world exactly one time and then like we're dealing with them after that point and they're just like i put out this work it was great now what? And then we, we sort of have that discussion of now what um, around while the other people are around. Sure. So, like, this movie or whatever was supposed to be this guy's, like, life's work. But then he's not old and dead after finishing it. Why do you always default to he? Just use they. Come on. The word exists for a reason. I, d I don't like using they because I want to imagine what the... Let's make it a she then. <laughs> okay i don't know i guess if you wanna if you wanna pick one that's fine but like that's not important but it's harder to imagine the details without imagining like an like a, an actual person rather than a theoretical person so like is it yes because as you know the way that i write is to start writing and then discover things about my characters as I write. I'm gonna be honest, <laughs> I think of gender as entirely divorced from the individual in question, uh, so yeah. it means nothing. Uh, well, I don't, but that's a, another discussion for another day. Um, but the point is, like, yeah, like a lot of people, they have like their life's work or their their master work or whatever, and then they they do it, and then they're old, and then they die. But you know, what if yeah, you didn't die, <laughs> and like you never realized that you weren't aging? Like the the god doesn't tell anybody. 
that they've been made immortal. <laughs> so like you re- it's really just after you're like, wait a minute, I'm like seventy, <laughs> and like I look twenty. Okay, if you got to seventy looking twenty and hadn't realized it at that point, I think you have other issues. Well, I don't know. What if you're, like, a shut-in and you literally spend 60 years making a, an entire movie by yourself because you can't delegate You a would probably notice the people at the store getting older. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they would probably notice you not. What if you only order in? <laughs> at that point, we have much bigger issues. <laughs> okay. I mean, like, it's like, how much of a mess do we want this person to be? <laughs> like, you could maybe get to 50 looking your late 20s without noticing. Okay. Let's do that. I'm just, the point is, the god just, like, leaves you to realize that you aren't aging. <laughs> yes. Um, and, like, you have no idea why. And it's not really common enough that it's become, like, societal knowledge. I feel like after you you get to the internet age, you only need, like, two or three people to be like, yeah, okay. So apparently they're just immortal people who exist. Okay. But it's, like, it's considered an urban myth or something, maybe. Again, they could show up on camera once every ten years looking exactly the same every time. Yeah, but, like, you could just... You could easily fake that. Now? Not for the... Not, like, through the 60s to 90s. Okay, yeah, but what what you're saying is easily tracked through the internet. It's not going to be in the early internet age. So are we moving the timeline back from current to... No, like, currently, you could fake a bunch of footage of an immortal person through yeah, the 80s. Yeah, but you have immortals through the 60s to 90s, so why would you want to even know at this point? Wait, are we saying people do know or people don't know? People do know. Okay. Yeah, but nobody believes it is what I'm saying. Again, there is proof. Yes, but it's just another conspiracy. There are conspiracy nuts who think that, who think otherwise, but almost everybody would think that, would know that it exists. What do you mean? Like, there's, there's a few immortal people who like, don't go around like, like going on TV going, hey, I'm immortal. Like, really? You, yeah. You think that people wouldn't do that? Not if you're interesting. <laughs> you can be interesting in one field and then also a cloud chaser. Like I, I'm just saying, like if you if you waste enough time like pandering to your vanity and wanting to become a celebrity, I said once every not... ten years. <laughs> what kind of? I'm just saying, like. It's more fun if, like, it happens to people unexpectedly. Well, I would say that it happens to people unexpectedly, absolutely, but they would know that it can happen. It's more fun if they don't know what's happening. (laughs) But that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) It is if you're an asshole god. (laughs) Wait, so they just... Anytime somebody tries to give up the secret, they just make them not immortal anymore. Exactly. Except that, you know, everybody around would still occasionally just see, like, hey, that person, like, they have looked the same for the past 30 years. That's true. 
Like there's, like as I said, it's like it's like urban legend level. Like it, you know. Except a little bit more substantiated than that. Like. <laughs> yeah, but but any but like there's no like scientific proof. You're only three degrees from any immortal at any time. Yeah. And, you know, they've had a lot of kids. <laughs> some of them. Some of them. <laughs> um, yeah. But at any time, like, someone tries to prove it, that person starts aging normally. <laughs> yeah, because the god is an asshole. Yes. All right. Um, what do we want our, like, plot to be? Now that we've got our world and, like, our, our character and what they're doing, like, in general, what do we want, like, specifically to go on here? Hmm. No yeah, romance. The... Oh, no fun. Also, it's so easy. <laughs> you can just throw it anywhere. Yeah, but I want to come up with something interesting. Not... Okay. The... Like, what do you do after you finish your life's work? Well, I mean, it could just be like a like a character study sort of discovering that. Just like what... If you finish your life's work, now what? And, like, I think ultimately the answer would be just, like, come up with a new life's work because you got more time. Yeah. So they end up embarking on, like, a 200-year project. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they spend, they spend, like, the entire book sort of discovering themselves and how the world has changed around them. And then, like, at the end of it, they're just like, well, now I have all the time in the world, so that means that this, like huge project that's even bigger like i have time for it now so okay they had like a dream idea that like they never thought could ever actually be done and and, and now they, they can do it and now they can do it and then we skip 200 years <laughs> no no i actually would leave it off before the time skip and then just call it done just like because okay essentially it would be like a like a sort of year to two year long sort of character study of like okay things have changed and i'm sort of stuck in a place that i was never prepared to be and i finished what i thought i was going to be doing so now what and it's sort of like a like a thematic sort of thing where you're more discussing where you're more like writing in a coming to term sense instead of like a like a pure plot driven sense so, like, maybe they reconnect with old friends and just, like, have discussions with that. And you're sort of playing the whole thing off with the characters as opposed to with the events that are happening. Okay. So this details the midlife crisis of a new immortal. <laughs> exactly. And then they, like, go and visit the retirement homes of all of their friends who are about to die because they're 80 and 90 now. (laughs) And then uh, have some kind of existential crisis that the god finds mildly amusing. (laughs) And then, uh, you know, find some the beauty in life rediscovers, you know, the, the world because of the culture shifts that have occurred while they were still... Locked inside, making their movie. Yep, and now they have a new idea. And they are ready to go at it. And then they go back inside. (laughs) Exactly. And then the immortal just wanders off and, like, starts looking for somebody else to entertain them while this guy's gonna be shot inside. Look, they made somebody else immortal in the meantime. That's the entire point. Come on. Yeah, 
and then you know you do some like world building with 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 how the immortal thing goes because you could definitely make this a series <laughs> i don't know if you'd want to it doesn't seem like the kind of thing that does best as a series it depends on what kind because like in this world you could tell any story you want in this world like depending on who you want to make immortal who you find interesting well yeah yeah so like they it doesn't even have to be like linked stories necessarily they would just kind of what do you call it when like it's the same multiverse i tend to call that shared universe but okay yeah you could make it a shared universe I know a thing or two about shared universes. <laughs> I don't know what you're referencing. Literally, uh, <laughs> Rune and Rune and Metagamer in a shared universe. They're just offset by like 25 years from each other. Oh, I see. Yeah. I don't do that because it's too much work. <laughs> Look, I have a plot outline for Metagame, and I have a plot outline for Rune, and the one for Metagame is a lot more comprehensive than the one for Rune. Uh, specifically because I know that Rune comes after the end of uh, Metagame. Because, believe me, it's hard enough just flying by the seat of your pants and making things internally consistent in one story. <laughs> oh, man. You only need to be semi-internally consistent. It's not like most people are going to notice. And what's a plot hole between friends? <laughs> <laughs> I say that I should like outline things sometimes, but we all know I'm never going to. <laughs> it's true, it's true. I do think that we have uh, a story here, even if it's a little bit of a disaster and there were a lot of tangents. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed tangents, guys, because... Uh... <laughs> this is tangents the episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, if you if you liked this story and want to write in it, uh, email us at listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com. If you want to complain about the tangents, it's also at listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com. I, I mean, if you have like a completely different idea of what would constitute an interesting person to make immortal, write that and then email us to correct us at listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com. See, I would be interested. <laughs> Um, I was just playing off of Eunice's idea of what made an interesting character. It's true. Like, we have completely different ideas of what makes people interesting. And I still haven't figured out what my idea is, so I'll, I'll get back to you guys on that. Probably never. <laughs> okay. That's always the plan. Get back to it never. If you are an interesting person who like to be on our show, email us at guests at unwrittenimaginings.com. That's a good one, actually. And we, we do like our guests. <laughs> okay. So, uh, see you next week, guys. See you next week. Bye.